This is American Cycle, a podcast featuring Larry Beckett's live performances of his poetry. Beckett's poems have been collected in the book American Cycle, which Jonah Raskin says takes readers into the past and rewrites our national epic for the 21st century. Inspired by our folklore and past, American Cycle is available now from Running Wild Press. This episode features Beckett performing excerpts from each of the ten long poems that comprise American Cycle. He performed these pieces March 5, 2021, as part of the online event Walking with Whitman, hosted by the Walt Whitman Birthplace Association. Now, here's poet, critic, and longtime journalist Paul Wilner to introduce the piece. He's an American boy, raised on promises. It's fitting that Portland poet Larry Beckett debuted his ambitious multi-part narrative American Cycle at an event at the Walt Whitman Center in Camden, New Jersey. Like Whitman, Beckett believes in democratic vistas, however distant and unapproachable they may seem. His mode in this project that has been 47 years in the making is elegiac, but also celebratory. Beckett is determined to resist a too comfortable dystopianism, which amounts to a refusal to engage with the present or the past because it's just too much of a bother, at least for some folks. Instead, he summons unlikely spirits, Paul Bunyan, Wyatt Earp, Amelia Earhart, P.T. Barnum, and perhaps most movingly, Chief Joseph, and their tales of struggle in the experiment that has defined life on this continent. As his spiritual namesake, Samuel Beckett, wrote, ever tried, ever failed, no matter, try again, fail again, fail better. Along with rowdy cowpokes, aviators, and those who occupied Monterey before the white men and the Spaniards claimed it for themselves, Beckett is in conversation with other ghosts, from Kerouac to Ponce de Leon, whom he notes was the first European to touch what is now the continental United States when he came ashore at Cape Canaveral, what is now Cape Canaveral. In this moonshot of a book, he supplies mood music for the American dream, from the cuckoo to Staggalee and Rainy Day Women, number 12 and 35. Perhaps not surprising, for the man who wrote the lyrics of the timeless classic Song to the Siren and is currently translating Apollinaire's Alcools. But he's out to reach for the laurels, not rest on them. American Cycle is deeply researched but never academic, as Beckett experiments with and reinvents traditional forms. Along with Whitman, there were implicit calls to Sandberg, Vachel Lindsay, Edgar Lee Masters, and Paul Lawrence Dunbar here. Come all you fair and tender ladies, be careful how you court young men, he writes, quoting the Appalachian folk song in a section on the whiskey rebels of the Blue Ridge Mountains. But Wallace Stevens' wintry mind is summoned too. I walk up and down in the sun without mercy. There's no back road and no lover up on Lonesome Ridge, Beckett writes. Chop wood, carry water. Some do the work not for earthly rewards, but because they must. Larry Beckett is of that number. His song is not just of himself, but of all of us. Missing me one place, search another. I stop somewhere, waiting for you. And now, here's Larry Beckett. When I read Walt Whitman's words, Poets to come, a new breed, native, I felt like he was talking to me like 
Leaves of Grass was prophesying an American epic poem. I've worked for 47 years writing American Cycle in 10 books. I hear America singing the varied carols. Columbus discovered America, but some island, not the continent. The first European to set foot here in 1513 was that fountain of youth explorer, Ponce de Leon. He came ashore at Cape Canaveral. In this poem, all times coexist. So he sees Apollo 11 lift off in 1969 as the old song, Children Go Where I Send Thee, counts down from 12 to 1. U.S. Rivers, Highway 1. Look, sandpipers and a green rush, Columbus, a stick with marks, cane, grass. Children go, and a candle lifted. The Indies, on internal power with the launch vehicle, aim at the naked men, obey or die. T minus 12 apostles, seconds and counting. The conquistador and his chaplain, 11 who went to heaven. What longitude? Go where, see miracle, alight, nine bright shiners. Ignition sequence starts where I thunder in the alien sky. Oh, long enough to say two credos, eight April rainers. Downrange, launch vector east near the equator as the earth whirls. Seven stars, capture Seloy, I send, rename it six proud walkers after the day. St. Augustine, five symbols at your door. De Leon, man in the moon, walks all waters, looking for the fountain, Easter, finding this island, flowery, Florida, fire, before the Caloosahatchee arrow. Three rivals here, at Cape Canaveral in the cane breaks. Two lily white boys, the Saturn V in green, one, one and all alone, zero, liftoff on Apollo 11, tower cleared. Children, go where I send thee. Paul Bunyan, the lumberjack from the Tall Tales, starts a river drive on the Muskegon back in umpteen forty eleven. Paul Bunyan. Old Paul rounded up the river rats and the boom pokes and started the drive, yelling tips from the book of snags. But as soon as the wood was wet, they hit a log jam with a big pole stuck and a whole stack up behind it. And if a monkey were to shin up the jackpot to free it, he'd be sure to be crunched before he could say scat. Now planting the blue ox downriver in front of the jam, 
Old Paul fired off his shotgun, aiming to tickle Babe's ass with buckshot till his tail twirled like a screw in the water, which washed it backwards and untangled the rack heap. Bunyan and his river hogs, with their peavies in their fists, steadied out on the timber and barreled down the flood on the backs of the logs, heading for a far-off sawmill. After sailing for a spell, Paul called to Roaring Jim, Hey! Check out the lumber camp on your Southpaw Bank. I could have sworn we were lonesome in Michigan, Jim. You ever catch word of a logging gang up against us? Roaring Jim squinted at the pine shanties and said, No, man, I ain't heard a hoot about any competition, but it sure as eggs looks like we bumped into it. It's too bad, but we're floating by too fast to ask them. Old Paul yanked his slouch hat down to his boiling ears and took a bite of his squirting tobacco, spiked his log and snarled at the white water as they all coasted by the tingling spruce groves on the lookout for boulders. When they burbled round a long crescent in the river, Paul stiffened up like a scarecrow in a frost and shouted, okay, Roaring Jim, I'm about to go nuts. Why don't you cock your eyes to the left and sing out what you see? Roaring Jim rubbed his eyes, stooped down, and looked out. Say, I'm all wet, but it's another camp. Yeah, this one is slightly bigger, but hold on to your petticoats. Am I slipping, or is that camp kind of familiar? Old Paul sneezed and answered, I don't know, Roaring Jim. All I know is this country's getting a trace too crowded. I see another lumber camp. I'm going to get curious. He leaned out, looking alive. It gave him butterflies in his stomach and a shooting star in his idea box. But he just drove on through the haze, boosting up his boys, tending out, and sticking to his skill and his hunches. The sing-song water was making him drowsy and timeless as he rode on its skin and rippled around a slow curve when he jolted and stared at a big money lumber camp on his left hand and he hollered, all right, damn it, all hands in the cook and the woodpeckers ashore. The river rats steered over to the bank and Bunyan said, ain't this a beauty? We're back at our camp. If you boys imagine we're going ahead, you've been stung by creation. Oh, we're not too swift this morning. We're on a round river. We can paddle from now to Christmas. We're going nowhere. And it'll be the same hawk, blackberry bush, and lumber camp in the Great Lakes country sun after 10,000 years. This creek has no spring and no bay. It circled back and turned us into tourists. I swear to Yankee Doodle. Paul was about to take a tall shovel and cut a canal slapdash to the lake from the make-believe backwater. But he saw that the round river was a wonder for hogs, and so... Hauling the timber overland to the Muskegon, old Paul launched the whole lollapaloozing drive again. He was so star-spangled exultant at the big finish, he celebrated the fact by dreaming up water walking. He broad-jumped way out to a long log in mid-river and rolled it with his stride till the water creamed. He stomped like a turkey, and while he burled, he bragged. Whoopee! I'm long-legged, I'm rambunctious, I'm ripe, I'm all bouncy, I'm the spotted horse nobody can ride. Yeah, I waddle like an ox and I crow like a cyclone, I punch like a landslide and I fuck like a hummingbird. 
I walked 10 miles in a good hurricane for a fight. I've got the guts of a God Almighty freight train and the brains of an almanac. Oh, I'm an easy hobo. I can take a bite out of the sun and spit light. I can strut till a buffalo blushes and out scream you. Look out, boys. I'm freewheeling and I'm on the loose. And he hooked it so strong that when the river rumpled, he walked ashore on the bubbles, cut a gig trail and skipped back to the log before the bubbles broke. In New York, in 1846, P.T. Barnum is interviewed by the future author of Leaves of Grass. P.T. Barnum. I'm Walter Whitman from the Daily Eagle, and uh, sit down, sit down. What do you want to cover? Well, uh, I read your letters to the Atlas. And we're both ink slingers at one cent a line. Oh, I give it my all freelance from wherever I am on the opening road. What? Over there. I did rub elbows with the Queen of England, etc. the big noises. If you, uh, did you see anything across the ocean that shifted or made you love our country less? Oh, Whitman, in the old days, I was back and forth across our raw states. And overseas, it's ice, it's kings and customs. In America, it's sprawl and freedom, men and women in the thick sun. Splendid. I tell you, that speech, you could work it up into a book. In Monterey, in 1848, a runaway sailor from Boston named John Light and Rosalia de la Luz, a daughter from the Martinez Rancho, have a tryst. Old California. He walked to his horse and swung to the Ankara, and after a breath of air, she followed. She wore his hat and steadied by his hand at her sweet waist, his left holding reins. They traced on back to simple Monterey. In that ecstatic ride, his only thought that she curves in, how she curves out. Low light from candles burning by the blue Madonna in the altar on the white wall, Rosalia turning to him, I see your history in your blue eyes. For light, words weakened at sight of evergreen sprigs, wildflowers coiled in her hair. He slipped the shell comb out of the crown and tugged the silver pin by its globe from in back. As all poured down like luxury, Unloosed her white mantilla from around her graceful hips, uncrossed and ungathered it from over her breasts, and on his knees rolled down her stockings, oh, slowly, to bear her. She lay back on the bed, 
thin mattress on a bull's hide, her hands open over her head. In this lying down dance, his vows of pressure were kisses and thick as love, all language from skin to skin, all certainties at her split lips. It was soon dusk, the waves now plain, silences between, then slaps like blood crashing in over and over caresses. She was sliding her ring off and on her finger, touched fingers to his mouth. I have to go. He kissed her hand. What will you tell your padre? Que? Nada. I mean, about the marriage. I am his daughter and will marry who he chooses. What are you saying? I'm saying, and what was all this we've done? It was love, amor mio. I feel light as a feather. I'm in a family I must follow. He's chosen him for silver dollars. It doesn't matter. And for his pure blood. Oh, steal away with me tonight into freedom. Ah, no. You love the heart in me that makes me do this. How can you know? You love old California in me. And I, I'm in the prison of my ribs. Love isn't strong. No, me querido, don't say it. What are you losing? Ah, don't cry. Ah, hush. Out the window, white skyrockets in the darkening street but not for St. Guadalupe. A man running past, what was he barking? Gold on the American river. On your ivory shore, where the last drama coils, downfalls, issues in sighs, in kisses, this wavering border, all's shimmering as I touch the surface between you alive and only stardust. On this frontier, I won't look long at who I was, but cross into your inland, to that pine grove rooted in your histories, and with my red hosannas, make it sacred. And if in the bare morning, the world that wearies, its laws that crack liberty's bell, no sanctuary for its lovers, exile me from your arms. I'll go back to this stolen hour to see as countries melt our skins, one color in the tender light. In Oregon Territory in 1863, stars overhead, the father of thunder rolling in the mountains, who we know as Chief Joseph, reacts to the reverend who Christianized him. 
Chief Joseph. In 63, that bad blood again, and that thief treaty. All had made marks on the first, but the thief treaty, the old man never signed it, or half the 50 chiefs, tribe frozen into three camps, one lawyer, yes to the treaty, his land not less, two eagle from the light, war against the whites till they go, three big thunder, the whites broke the first treaty, we don't sign it. In the long council, nobody bending, but the old man, the tribe banded back in 42, old missionary into one, and now disbanding like before the whites. All chiefs sign for their own. And the commissioner, half as many signatures on the new treaty as the first, he had anybody sign it till it looked full. Then after five or so snows, the Senate passed it. The Indian Bureau said, lawyer signed it for the whole tribe. White justice, what tribe? And my old man, who had been a long friend, had faith in the white faith and men. 30 winters in the agent's eye, took that old black New Testament and ripped it up the pages blowing across the grass. Stars overhead, mute about the whites. Oh, he talked later. The reverend losing souls rode into Imnaha camp, black coat in the cold weather moon and rasped, you will be damned. Is that what you want, your people Sabbath breakers without religion, drunks, robbers? And the old man, save the drunks and robbers, huh? Why didn't you start with the white miners? All over now. Rough men, when they don't strike it, they go crazy with drink. They steal. No answer. I don't believe in you. In that story, First man and woman, your God said, if you eat the apple, you'll die. They ate and didn't die. And the snake, eat it and you'll be gods. They ate it and stayed human. And so that paradise was full of lies. The bureau agents grab our money off the first treaty. The commissioner gets fraud signatures on the second. The Congress only nods, yeah. It's a religion for liars. The reverend, I'm not here about the Old Testament, but that new, why'd you rip it up? God loves you, remember? Our father and the old man. Ah, your God loves your people, not mine. And lays his big hand on the white man's shoulder. Yes, like a father, but he's disowned his red children. He lived with you. We never saw him out here. He taught you things, no word for us. For you, it's spring and he lifts you like the waters day by day. 
not long and you'll cover it all. But for us, who once filled this country like stars in heaven, it's summer's end and we are lower. We won't be back. No, God can't love us. Forget it. We have no father. In Springfield, Missouri, where the spook light was never explained, in 1865, while Bill Hickok is in a duel, told with words from the old song, The Devil's Nine Questions. U.S. Rivers, Route 66. Oh, what is the fireball on the back road rolling by the first gunfight, Springfield in the square, Wild Bill Hickok in sombrero and buckskin and moccasins, louder than a horn, a pair of 44 Colt Dragoon pistols in his belt, backward, the Missouri spook light, first seen on the trail of tears. Oh, what is at the far end that rebel scout looking to kill him? Sharper than Susanna's arms, the war between the states or some damn thing. A thorn in the slow July dusk. Not will-o'-the-wisp, not headlights, not spirits. Don't come any closer, Davis, but he sideways and draws. It's one or the other. Wild Bill, I come to be perfect in the mountains. Dime Mark. He holds his heart, oh, what is longer at 75 yards, who hobbles to the courthouse, colder, all over, what's the use? As the fireball passes, not God's, he joins the Confederate ghosts, still fighting for secession at Wilson's Creek. In Virginia, in 1870, John Henry, the steel driver, who was in a contest with a steam drill, courts Polly Ann. John Henry, when I look into your blue eyes, I trust that fire. You give as good answer as I question, and with a voice of love, kind woman, if I was to go up between heaven and earth, out of the blue, drop a grain of wheat over the acres and plow it with a cock feather, would you marry me? At the next full moon, I tell her, I made you measures, love to hear them. Can't read. Not the Black Bible or the blue back spelling book, haunt of that God, the alphabet. But I can count the pulses of your blood. Listen for April in the quail. Show the way through the constellations. Can't write love letters. 
in praise of what I have to praise, or even a list of what we need. But Virginia is my page, the rivers spilling over it my marks. When I take breath, I'm given in this hard heavenly land, hover and sing. In Texas, in 1877, Wyatt Earp meets Doc Holliday. Wyatt Earp. Fort Griffin. On the flats by the clear fork, this bare saloon. Pardon me, the back bar black cherry with scrolls of guilt, the mirror, the nude, and the dog asking, on the trail long. I've been reading sign through the nations on down the Brazos. What'll it be, sir? What it was, only I wish you'd won that day in Cheyenne in 68. For the love of Christ, is it yourself behind that mustache, Wyatt Earp? Hey, Shancy, imagine you. He knocked me out of prize fighting altogether, so he did. Well, that's no, it's nothing I do be thinking of. Look at you, Jesus, you're a man. I'd take a schooner of, ah, you're the saint that won't touch whoopee water. Only one in all the railroad camps. You want mineral. That's right. There you go now. What do I on the house? Hold on. Here's to stealing, lying, fighting, cheating, and drinking. May you steal kisses, lie in her arms, fight for your brother. Cheat death, drink in the wonder. Remember that. What is it sign you say? What, what brings you down into the panhandle? I'm after Dirty Dave. For the bounty. Uh, for this hold up on a Santa Fe train, him and Rourke hightailed it. Know where he might have gone? From here, across the staked plains, or towards the Rio Grande Shore, I don't know. It's a long shot, but that man there would. Nodding at him, whispers, Doc Holliday, in a pearl suit, ash hair, blue-eyed and haggard at solitaire. Know him? He's the killer, isn't he? I, I don't figure him friendly to a peace officer. I hear he's killed, but nobody around here nodding to the old bare-knuckle fighter and stepping to the window. Morning, Mr. Holliday. The bartender tipped me to you. I'm Wyatt Earp. Eye to eye. Call me <coughs> hacking. Call me <coughs> curling over his chest, his hand out to shake. No, palm up. Wait till the coughing. Call me Doc. Everyone does. Absolute misnomer. Strong, steady grip. For some reason, they don't want me leaning over them while they open wide. Wyatt smiling. Only gentlemen in this sanctuary are scouts, soldiers, mule skinners, bullwhackers, sage rats, cold deck card players, trail hands, cattle rustlers, horse thieves, land sharps. Which are you? Bounty hunter. 
Well, if you will allow me to finish this round of ace in the hole, I'll surrender without a Wyatt laughing struggle. I'm looking for Dirty Dave. For the bounty, pouring a tall whiskey, knocking it back. Hey, he hit a pay train. I'm only trying to get those boys their dollars. Out here, as the bard says, in a wilderness where are no laws. What way'd he go? Give me a day and I'll get his trail for you. Out for justice. Ah, well, uh, I'll take the bounty for my trouble. His slender fingers turning the cards. Ain't seen the like of that smoke pole in your cross-draw holster. Shining nickel barrel, ivory grips. Colt Lightning. They say he showed you to draw and shoot and you showed him to draw to a pair of aces. It's a legend I'd have nothing to do with that sidewinder. He's tough. That Arkansas rancher, the grass is waving over him and he'd done it. Nothing to me. Been carving credits on my gun barrel since I shot that saloon keeper in Dallas. Had to move on. That soldier hand a freeze out in Jacksboro. Move on. Stabbed a tin horn in Denver. Move on. Wounded a sport in Trinidad. Uh, how many have I downed? Ever arrested? Why, no, I, I happen to, uh, I happen to what? <sighs> You're a true heart, Wyatt. Never thought I'd, and I can't throw dust at you. It's, it's all words, words. I make up dime novels as I go. Old Deadwood shooting my way on. And the uh, bad hombres, uh, they keep their distance. Never arrested. Once for, quote, playing at a game of cards in a house in which spirituous liquors are sold. Thanks for leveling, Doc. Till tomorrow, sir. In 1932, Amelia Earhart tries to become the second person to fly solo across the Atlantic. Amelia Earhart. One last look at the dogwoods blossoming and out to Harbor Grace, the man pumping gas. Good luck, Miss Earhart. I can use it. Seven women have died trying. You choose this anniversary of Lindbergh? Oh, I did. Five years. The tide comes in and out, and we edge into the miraculous. So maybe your kid can walk on the moon, Major Aldrin. I, I, old Balchin, with a little smile. Think I can make it? Yeah, sure. I sit in the red airplane, rev it, check the mags, and nod. Into the wind and the long sundown, so I won't arrive at dusk on an unknown coast. With my lucky elephant bracelet and a sawbuck, oh, out to sea, beauty, action, just for that, and to show a woman can, I start. Between the private takeoff and the shock of landing, there's no witness to my work. Four hours out, lightning, and I see the moon blink, the altimeter, hands swinging, ah, out of commission, the rain blowing down, 
and I see fire in the manifold ring. Why did I look? Wasn't the storm south? Am I off course? That crack is worse. The weld is broken. If it splits, well, should I go back? Night landing Newfoundland heavy fuel. In four hours, I'll be halfway. Zero visibility, no horizon, burning. And I shove on, climb over the clouds. Now I ice up. I'm spinning, dirty window. God, but Lindbergh, same trouble, and he made it. I go down to melt till I see white caps breaking on the black tide. Glad it's not a smooth sea. Wave salts under my nose, manifold shaking. I hold under ice, over water, sip tomato juice in steady mist, too low, no instruments. Where is the plane in space? The gyro compass, a lifesaver. First light, I fly white clouds, foam blowing northwest, ice on the wing's edge, the sun dazzling, dark glasses. Did I drift south, east, skim water to a boat, manifold rattling? I switch to reserve tanks, gauge leaking on me. And what if the fumes catch fire? Don't miss the island. I can't see far. It's Ireland, turn right into the high hills, thunder and no altimeter. I 180 up a railroad, hope for a city. Now, only a sloping farm, cows scare. I light, oh, in the grass, the manifold in flames. So tired, the engine unfailing, the heart. And I sit in the cockpit. I've done it. In Florida, in 1969, in his last days, U.S. Rivers, Long Night, St. Pete, Kerouac can't drift off in his lawn chair, empty bottle, listens to the wind blow off Long Bayou, talking to him in the branches. Shimmy, show, shh. The Georgia pine tangled in stars. In North Carolina, a backcountry woman goes over the day. Blue Ridge. Old haunts dissolve under a question's finger. In the true light, she rises and sets a pitch pine fire made vague by the in and out sun. The eaves are singing, wren, redbird, pretty quick, quick. The wood thrush hymns and the apple tree answers. Red ball in the rising smoke, breakfast out on the porch. Not much left from last fall, in yet this spring. 
Nothing is happening. The grass goes slow. Bees shimmer. Dog lies down under the bed. Creek runs with kids hollering as she sings at the loom. Oh, don't you see that lonesome dove? On the fireboard, a box of seeds, a bottle of whiskey. Up from the spring house, buttermilk, bucket of water, drifted with corn silk, honeysuckle, white oak chairs around the crude table, maple bowls. She sees the birch shivering, cloud shadows blur at the horizon and fragments of the rainbow. Under the easy rain, she brings out and puts away, returns a kiss. The sun goes to roost in the peach tree, now dark. Lantern with a busted chimney, light on the supper, so good, after the whippoorwill's grace. Talk of the long gone and all that was crazy. Get out the guitar for a rocking chair song. Oh, nothing can annul our time once lived. We were immortal for this one day, but we're ready for sleep. Crawl under the hand-me-down quilt and the smell of the country after rain. Where all did we go and then come home? The stars pour in our narrow window. In the ocean off Santa Monica today, a woman is surfing U.S. rivers. Past the fan palms, the palisades is the ocean and the long fetch. The wind in winter, in the swell, in the wave breaking in its own shape, out for, come to, a high roller. She goes belly down on the board as the top combs. At the one moment, she stands up lithe and bare, sliding inside the curl in the green hollow, ahead of that wild, and riding the surf, the surface, the absurd foam, as if born there in joy. I see, as she touches the shore, morning, and from under her feet, the highway. American Cycle, thank you. The performance you just heard was Larry Beckett reading live excerpts from each of the 10 long poems that comprise American Cycle. Join us in the next episode when Beckett will perform U.S. Rivers Highway 1. American Cycle by Larry Beckett is available now from Running Wild Press. To learn more, visit americancycle.us. Thanks to Paul Wilner for introducing this episode. The theme song to this podcast is excerpted from 
Michael Christfield Winkler's performance of the Charles Ives composition, Variations on America, Variation 5, Allegro. <laughs> 